and uh, as uh, part of the uh, inputs that I had shared during the time, I had mentioned that uh, for self-actualization to happen or uh, for you to be even motivated for that matter, uh, external stimuli or external stimulus is uh, needed. And one of the stimulus uh, normally is that uh, we need uh, some kind of a goal. Uh, I had shared uh, during that session also some of the statistics that had been revealed uh, in certain researches which had been done more than two decades ago across the globe, uh, where they had uh, spoken to people, executives, mid-level executives, uh, top-level executives in several organizations and then found that uh, hardly 2% of them had uh, any form of uh, return down goals or uh, plans to achieve those goals. If you really uh, look at even our own uh, lives, I've been talking about the vestibule syndrome the last time where we just are rushed in into life from morning to night. And to a great extent, it is others' goals which actually regulate our time or our uh, lives. And I've spoken about the importance of uh, goal and how goal links back to skill sets and uh, why uh, skill sets need to sort of have a futuristic approach. And by looking at a futuristic goal, how we can continuously improve our skill sets and work towards getting ourselves motivated and working towards self-actualization based on the Maslow's theory of hierarchy of needs. If you really look at uh, the topic of uh, goal per se, uh, some of the intriguing questions uh, that uh, keep uh, coming up in read on leadership or actually then why people set goals. Do we really have goals or are they just uh, desires or are they just uh, wishes that we have? How the goals which drive us towards what they want us to achieve, and in the process, something happens to us. Do we have clear cut goals for ourselves? And if we don't have, why is that we don't set? When there's a lot of research was done, in my own experience, having spoken to thousands and thousands of executives, there are two things you can say. And I had even spoken about this competency model of Mr. C.K. Prahalad in the last session. I had given an indication. I had mentioned about the levels, four levels he speaks about. The first level being unconscious incompetence, which literally means that I don't know that I don't know. I don't know that I don't know. These are the kind of things that happen. People are just not aware that setting a goal is essential. If you look at this picture, there is a gentleman who holds a bag and then he's looking at a far distance and you see a flag post which just appears maybe above my head. This is something maybe he wants to achieve and uh, you find that the path, there are several paths that he can actually take there. If you have a goal like what this person has, uh, and there are several paths that you see out there. The several paths that you see out there are what you can call as the plans that will help you go towards the goals. The goals uh, per se by itself uh, will not come near you. You need to go and the plans is what helps you take that. Let's say look at another uh, screenshot for us to get another uh, idea. Hold on. 
If you look at this person, there is a dark coat and he's actually facing the other way around, uh, mainly also because he is also, his eyes are tight. The purpose of gold, let me just share one small insight through an example. Normally in a classroom, I would have made it interactive and uh, do it with the people who are there. Here, let me just uh, show you, just assuming that you hold a hand like this to yourself and assuming that uh, this is my hand and I am asking you to lift your hand, which is this. And if I ask you to punch the middle of my hand here, and when I say go, you would have gone like this. You would have immediately punched without even your knowledge. Uh, we don't need to be professional wrestlers or boxers. We instantly, when someone shows, okay, punch here, to go like this. Now, the same uh, example or the same activity, let me put it this way. Say your hand is here, which you are holding to punch. And this is the hand which I was holding, asking you to punch like this. And now I take the hand off and your hand is still here. And if I ask you to punch, what will be happening to you? In all probability, you'll be confused because there's nothing to punch. Let me take one more example. I have uh, my hand. I am going to demonstrate two or three ways in which I am going to punch this hand and uh, come to another point that I want to share. It's going to be a very short session, about 20 25 minutes. Uh, within that, I'll share a few insights. I'm going to punch in two, three different ways. And uh, I want you to think as to why you did not do like that. The first is you went like this, right? So now I am punching myself. I'm, find the speed at which I'm, my hand is moving towards the goal. I don't think this is something you would have done. The second thing, when you punch, you went like this. Now the second punch, the first time I went slow, the second I'm going to show you. I'm moving around and then I'm touching it. Why is it that when I ask somebody else to punch, they go like this? They don't go slow, or they don't go like this and then punch. There are two points which are there. And the third thing, assuming, uh, imagine I don't have a third hand to help here. Imagine there is a small, say, a glass, and the object that I'm holding, which is a metal or a glass object, is exactly in between. How do you punch actually? Would you break the glass and go straight? Or would you go like this around the object, above, below, and then punch? In all probability, you would have gone around. These are the three things which tend to happen when you set goals. I'm rather sharing as to why you should set goals. For example, you went like this. This means Way. You don't go like this. You go like this, the fastest way. And it also finds the shortest way. When I did like this, I didn't. I went like this for sample, whereas you would have gone like this straight. Unless this is simulated, if I ask you to punch, you would have gone straight. Which means this, when your subconscious mind is fed a goal, you find the shortest way. You don't take a circuitous or a roundabout route. And the third uh, example that I gave, when you are having a metal object in between, your hand automatically went around the object 
to punch the hand or the point which you wanted to reach. This is also because the subconscious mind is trained for you to reach by the safest way. There are three things that automatically happen when you set goals. One, you tend to find the fastest way, you find the shortest way, and you also find the safest way because the subconscious mind does not want you to be hurt in the process. This is one of the biggest hidden power of goal setting. And I have also spoken about an example. Say, for example, you get out of your home or your office, stand on the road, there's a three or a four-way road uh, junction, and then ask the person, where would this road uh, take me to? He'll first ask you, uh, where do you want to go? The obvious question, you know, like what it said in uh, Alice in Wonderland, if you uh, don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. The same is true for many of us. We are just uh, like the famous old story where you have in villages, the bullock carts which go around to churn oil from sesame seeds. They don't go anywhere. All the day they're just going there in the same circle and all that. Many of us do the same thing. When I spoke to many of the executives, so they don't understand one, as I said, the unconscious incompetent. They don't know, they are not aware that setting a goal is something that makes them really uh, more enabled, more empowered even without their knowledge. Goal is something that lets you wake up in the morning in the first place. The goal is what actually lets you drive. The goal is what maybe makes you attend this session. The goal here for you might be that you want to acquire some knowledge so that it furthers your career and furthers your skills or whatever. Or maybe the goal was for you to maybe put you out there in front of the screen today watching this session. Goals are uh, very powerful. And I just wanted to share one of the quotes uh, which I always quote in many of my sessions, which you will get to see in a second. This is one of the famous quotes uh, from uh, one of the best uh, motivational writers from 30s and 40s called uh, Napoleon Hills. He speaks about the power of goal setting, where he speaks about what the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. It's a very, apparently very simple statement, but extremely powerful statement. We need to really understand uh, for us to dive a little bit deeper into goal setting. Here, each of the word uh, carries a tremendous amount of uh, potential. When you look at the first word, whatever, whatever here stands for limitless possibilities. When it comes to whatever we can achieve in life, the possibilities are uh, unlimited. There are absolutely no limits to what we can actually achieve in life. When we say whatever, here we are talking about unlimited possibilities. The possibility of what you want to achieve, what you can achieve, is not set by anyone else is set by yourself. And who says it? That's where we look at the next word. When you speak about whatever the mind, we are not talking about the conscious mind through which we look at the world. The awakening state, to a great extent, it is the conscious mind that actually drives us all the time. 
the conscious mind as we go through the five uh, sensory perceptions smell feel hear and things like that and this is what actually guides us but the true power of the mind is the subconscious which is uh, hidden deep inside of uh, each one of us and the advantage with the subconscious mind is it's equally available to everyone in this world in plenty like what i said whatever there is no limit to what the subconscious availability is to you when i said whatever or when napoleon hill said this was my interpretation which i share in many of the sessions whatever the mind the mind here is how you deploy the subconscious mind which is now at your disposal for you to use when i say whatever limitless possibilities the mind the subconscious mind the next word says can conceive here is where actually comes your creativity or the power of your thinking when you say conceive conception is always something which is pregnant with the first seed which creates that conception conception is not necessarily about creating a child alone the conception can be for an idea the conception can be for an organization the conception can be even for the germination of a tree when the seed gets into the soil and then through a combination of the earth's work on it and water and the sunlight and uh, whatever it automatically uh, sort of germinates uh, becomes a seed becomes a, maybe a, a shrub a tree and then starts bearing fruits so it is how you can see and this is great as uh, the famous scientist einstein said you are only restricted by the size of your imagination your growth is restricted by the size of your imagination nobody can put a cap on what you can imagine for example if i ask you to imagine where you want to be right now whether you just want to be in next door whether you want to be in uranus whether you want to be in the other end of the universe the choice of imagination is purely left to you the same is true for what you want to achieve in your life whether it's personal life social life professional life it is something that is left to your imagination and if you may be wondering if all the people who have been successful have always used all their imagination to the biggest advantage of theirs let me give you one example uh, a few weeks ago there was a financial express or economic times article which said that uh, amazon boss jeff bezos had just crossed 200 billion dollars in his personal net worth prior to that uh, just go back in time about 10 15 years ago uh, look at uh, who was the richest person in the world before he took a retirement out was bill gates when he had crossed about 70 billion dollars or so he thought it was enough and then he took retirement he started getting into philanthropy and so many other activities or just living life apparently about 7 8 years ago which uh, i read recently in an article a couple of years ago that he had met one of a corporate mentor in one of his meetings and he had uh, told uh, bill gates apparently you know bill you need to get back into business so for this uh, bill gates had uh, told uh, this uh, gentleman see i have enough money in my life the money that i have even if i keep spending at the rate of 1 million a day it will take me another 200 300 years for me to spend because partly the money is growing why would i have to do and then this person sowed a seed of imagination into the mind of bill 
Bill Gates, which is what made him come back today, back into business big time. He had told him, Bill Gates, uh, Bill, I see a potential of you realizing a personal net worth of $1 trillion. Personal net worth of $1 trillion, we are talking about $1,000 billion. And uh, at $70 billion, it was only 7% of what uh, the net worth of what he, the mentor in his group, was, Bill was capable of achieving. Asked him, what is it? I still don't see any after the one trillion dollars. At that point of time, this person gave him a different kind of a insight. This is what triggered to get back into business and start growing. Now he has crossed 100, 122 dollars. He is now the second or the third richest person in the world. He had told him, it's not that the money that you are going to make for yourself which is important. When he set such a high standard, when he set such a high goal, what is likely to happen when you run out to $1 trillion net worth? You are looking at creating a market capitalization of at least $5 to $10 trillion before you can make that money $1 trillion for yourself. Because normally, owners or uh, chief executives or founders get about 10-12% of uh, the market capitalization which accrues into that personal net worth. So he had said, when you go after $1 trillion, imagine the impact you have on the economy. Imagine the impact that it will have on the people around you. Imagine the impact on the services and products that you will create. Imagine the impact that you can make on this universe. Though there may be several theories floating around about the intentions of Bill Gates, at least as far as making money is concerned, it opened his eyes and he started getting back into business. He had started several greenfield initiatives and so many other things. That could be pluses and minuses in his business approach or his intentions, I'm not getting to that. That when even such a senior, seasoned, richest person in the world could be kindled through the power of setting a goal which is loftier than what you have already achieved, which came through the process of imagination. Uh, one month ago, you must have read uh, the uh, article which came in Bloomberg and so many other uh, websites, which said that uh, Apple has become the first organization in the world to cross market capitalization of $2 trillion. Imagine the potential when you start. I am here not talking. I am speaking monetary terms because that is something that all of us easily relate to. Let me get back, get back into the topic of the expansion of this, uh, what Napoleon Hill had Whatever the mind can conceive, which means what you can imagine is what you can conceive. And the imagination is left to your choice. And the next word, actually, I boosted it a little bit, though it is not mentioned here. And he says, unbelief. I make it as and consistently believe. Because the challenge is, uh, it is our belief system which fuels us running towards a goal. Many people give up. They, we all have fancy goals. Who hasn't had goals? All of us have fancy goals. Maybe a fancy car, a big bank account, a good holiday, a good family life, uh, emotionally balanced life, whatever it may be. But where we all failed in all probability is because our belief system was continuously punctured by the naysayers of the world. What happens is you session, you attend a session, say like this, and the moment you go back and then you write a goal and then start writing down a plan and then you want to achieve it. Somebody will come and ask you, are you mad? Did you listen to some crazy motivational speaker who told you to set goals and run after it? Maybe the first time nothing happened, the second time nothing happened, the third time nothing happens. And the fourth time, what happens is you start believing to the negative fuel which comes from uh, outside. 
just to demonstrate this many years back when I was doing a program in one of uh, a star hotel, we just walked out into the lobby to demonstrate how this can work. And then uh, though it, it was not done, I picked up a gullible looking uh, person and then told one of the participants, just go and stand next to him, look at him deeply and then walk away with a look of concern in your eyes. So this participant did that. He just went and looked at this person and looked into the eyes, gave a very concerned look and then went. And then after two, three minutes, I picked up another participant. I said, go near him. Uh, just as you go near him, give him a very concerned look. As you go very close, just tap him on the shoulder and say, are you okay? And then keep moving. He did it. And after another three minute break, I made another participant to go stand next to the person. He said, are you okay? Would you need any attention? went off and the fourth person went after a gap of another two, three minutes. He asked him, are you unwell? Would you like a doctor to come and see you? Believe me, by the time actually this person was actually feeling unwell. And all this happened because of four or five people who were randomly chosen as participants. And then we went and actually told uh, this person. And then of course we went and apologized to the person, thanked him and he felt relieved that uh, things were all right. The same thing happens to us because we all easily tend to fall for the negative inputs that is fed free of cost all the time. Incoming calls, 24-7 negativity, you open channels, you open newspaper. Uh, that's why they say that press sells well because people love negative news and they get hooked on to negative news. And they believe the worst thing is uh, that what is being showed in press is going to happen to me tomorrow. My house is going to be burgled. My, uh, somebody is going to die, I'm going to fall unwell, maybe I'll be fired from the job, I won't get a promotion, I won't get an increment. All these negative self-talks which feed is what actually kills the enthusiasm which is initially put inside of you when you run after a goal. And hence, uh, what Napoleon Hill said, I have twisted it a little bit, what of the mind can conceive and consistently believe, which means you need to make your uh, subconscious mind like what we call as a fourth knots. You shouldn't allow, in fact, I always used to tell people, even the friends, the close circle that you have, please be extremely cautious of whom you choose to interact with and share your feelings or allow people to share their feelings with you. Because what happens is, there's a famous article that I wrote uh, last year, uh, how 100 people, roughly plus or minus, influence what we think about life. Though we all believe that we have the concept of free will, finally it's about 100 people, our immediate family members, our social connects, our uh, office uh, colleagues. These are the people who continuously bombard us with information, what would they believe is right or wrong. And our opinions and uh, decisions get uh, shaped by this. And this is what actually stops us from achieving the goal which we are actually capable of. And when we're talking about consistently believing in the goal, which means you have to be extremely choosy and careful of the people who interact with you. What kind of inputs are coming? Are these inputs uh, neutral? Are these inputs positive? Are these inputs negative? Are these inputs spoiling your ability to imagine and such? I'm not uh, saying be unrealistic in setting goals. It's all right to have realistic goals, stretch goals, all that is fine. But there is no point in allowing somebody else's negativity to cut down the size of your goal or the belief that you have in those goals. And that's what Napoleon Hill talks uh, here. He speaks whatever the mind can conceive and consistently believe it can achieve. 
we all are capable of achieving the best of the goals. I mean, I always say this is uh, true even in human behavioral science. Potentially, all of us have the same ability to achieve a goal of any choice. What Mukesh Ambani can achieve, what Tatas can achieve, what Narendra Modi can achieve, what Swami Vivekananda achieve, what Babaji Maharaj can achieve, what any of the spiritual giants have done, whatever the scientists have done, the same potency is lying dormant in each and every one of us. What actually fuels that is your ability to believe in your subconscious mind, in yourself, allow your imagination to work, and allow the imagination to work consistently without it being uh, disfigured or you know, pulled down by naysayers who are around you. If you're able to do that, then goal setting becomes an interesting proposition. Otherwise, what is likely to happen is that even today you are pursuing goals in your life, not yours, but your organizations or your families. For example, your spouse might want you to buy a car or buy a specific dress or be taken out on a holiday around the globe or whatever. Imagine how much efforts we put to ensure that these goals actually become a fact. We go out of our life. Many times an organization set goals in the beginning of the year, normally they are all top line and bottom line goals. Many of us immediately believe that these goals are not achievable. But through the process of uh, perseverance and uh, very shrewd planning, good execution strategies. At the end of the year, when you just turn back at your career, you would have been surprised. How did we achieve this 40 to 50% incremental goals, which I thought at the beginning of the year was not achievable. And this is where uh, organizations uh, succeed. They are able to convince you that their goals are paramount and it is possible for you to achieve. The same is true for society. The people around your apartments or uh, the places that you live, they all come and put some kind of a goal in your head that we need to do this to take care of the society, we need to do this to take care of the locality. And then you find time, allocate, and then go about doing it. And then you'll be surprised to find that this actually is something that gets achieved. If, it, if people around us have so much of perseverance about uh, what we are capable of achieving, why don't you bring that perseverance into our own thinking and make us go after goals? As I mentioned last time, there are at least three kind of goals that uh, you can set, personal, professional, and uh, social. There, though there are several other goals that can be set also. I always say that personal goals take precedence over professional and social goals. Let me give you an example. Who are the three most important people in the world? Let me say it uh, humorously. I always say the answer is I, me, myself. The three most important people in the world are I, me, and myself. There's nobody else more important than me. For example, before I was born in this world, what happened in the world didn't bother or didn't matter to me. After I am gone, what happens in this world is not going to matter to me. As far as the entire world is concerned, it is I, me, myself, which matters the most. And hence, even for example, let us say that uh, if you have a professional goal, that professional goal comes from certain personal goals that you have in life. Why did you choose a job in Oracle or why do you want to choose a promotion within Oracle? Why do you want to achieve something bigger? For example, you will obviously get monetized for your work. If you had enough money to sustain 10 lifetimes, would you think you will be turning up at work tomorrow? Most probably not. 98% of the people whom I have met when I asked them the question, 
if I give you enough money, 10 times the money that you want for the rest of your life, would you turn up for work tomorrow? And 98% of them said uh, no. The two person who said will turn up their actually business owners. They wouldn't go elsewhere, so they're ready to come to work. Uh, jokes apart, whatever you want to achieve professionally stems from the fact that there is a personal commitment that you have, personal financial commitment, personal material level commitment. And to achieve those goals, you need a profession or a business or a career for you to get after so that you can go ahead and achieve them. The same is true for social goals. And hence, personal goals takes precedence over anything else. If you want to do goal setting, the first thing that you need to do is to set your personal goals. When it comes to personal goals, you can have short-term, mid-term, long-term goals. Short-term goals are typically you set in the realm of three to six months, six months to a year. Mid-term goals are what you set between six months to a year or six months to two years. And long-term goals are, say, between two and five years or things like that. When it comes to personal goals, there are again two kind of goals that you can have for yourself. Normally what we have, uh, what are known as ambitious goals and uh, the second is called as aspirational goals. What are the difference between these two? Ambitious goals are those goals which are accessible in nature. It's as simple as that. I want to have an increased bank balance by another one, two rupees. I want to buy an asset. I want to buy some jewels. I want to pay off some debts. I want to perform a wedding. I want to go off on a holiday. I want to become the VP of my company if I am not one already, or I want to become the CEO, or I want to start my own organization. All these are ambitious goals which lead to something that you want to acquire. Whereas aspirational goals are slightly different. Ambitious goals, you call it as quantitative goals to a great extent. Aspirational goals are more like becoming. For example, you want to become a leader like your, your ideal leader is. Or you want to say that I want to be the three most spoken about employee of Oracle India. Aspirational goals normally are goals that you want to become, that you want to grow into. They are qualitative goals. In any goal setting, if you're only setting ambitious goals, at some point of time, life becomes boring. Because if you had understood Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which I covered uh, in the last session, that we have esteem needs, you have ego needs, we have self-actualization needs. All these are based on aspirations. Without aspiration, nobody would have an esteem, self-esteem needs or an ego need. They all come out of aspirational goals to a great extent. I want to be the best spoken uh, leadership uh, circuit speaker. For example, if I have a goal like that, uh, money becomes incidental. It will happen. When you have aspirational goals, uh, ambitious goals tend to become a subset of that. But if you do not have goals. If you don't have any kind of a goal, imagine what is likely to happen. You'll be just going around in circle in life, in all probability, even when it comes to spiritual life, even when it comes to your belief in God. Each one of us have a way in which we connect to God and then have our own, based on your faith, based on your religious faith that you have. All of us have a way of connecting to God if you are a believer. If you are not a believer, we can still connect and to a higher source and uh, find how that higher source can be made. Uh, even when I ask people, why do you set uh, goals which are spiritualistic in nature? Some of them are very practical. They say that I want to get God on my side. Very practical answer. I have seen many of my business uh, colleagues, business friends, my CEO, coaches, they all have very clear uh, religious goals. 
or they go to temples or they form one kind of a faith in some kind of a system they very clearly say i want to be on the right side of god because then he'll be on the right side of my life no harm in that but still it's a lofty goal to have a spiritual goal is more of an aspirational goal and when it comes to spiritual goals there are ways and ways in which you can find uh, to reach your spiritual goals and if you really look at any of the faiths across the globe if you have studied the religious literature in depth whether it is the story of abraham whether it is the story of uh, jesus christ whether it is the story of uh, the prophet whether it is the story of buddha whether it is the story of narain who became vivekananda whether it is the story of lala ji maharaj or babu ji maharaj or chari ji maharaj or dadi all of them have found a way to go beyond themselves by the process of meditating uh, in fact one uh, great advantage i have found through the process of meditation in my own life in the last 28 years i have been meditating is that meditation actually speaking needs a lot of guts for a simple reason you are facing yourself when you are meditating when you are keeping your eyes closed when you are looking within who are you facing you are facing your real self and that's why precisely many people don't want to meditate don't want this is precisely the reason why people don't set goals also when they set goals they have to face themselves and the fear of failure takes over what if they fail what if people ridicule me what if people make fun of me it's better not to set a goal or like the children who play the game of dart that you see behind me they first hit the dart with an arrow and then wherever the arrow hits they go and put a circle around it that makes life very easy many of us are like that we achieve something and then go and tell the world that this is what i intended achieving you can't win a 100 meter olympic race by accident you need to set goals in fact it is said that if you want to compete in olympics you don't compete in the immediate olympics or even the next you compete in the olympic which is 8 years from now because it takes about 4 to 6 years of intense preparation of 8 to 10 hours a day for you to become olympic great I have interacted with a few Indian Olympic uh, track and field uh, players. I have been uh, exposed to a lot of sports people because of the work I do in the sports field also. Many of them always have a long-term goal, while the short-term goal is to go and achieve uh, in terms of a district championship or a state-level championship or a national championship. When the goal is farther. it really fuels them better and better and the same is true in spirituality as well the goal is one of the highest which you call as uh, the god realization or the self realization realizing the source of nature which is inside of you in case if you are an agnostic or an atheist that is always a super power which a power which is much bigger than us which uh, keeps working all the time and meditation helps you to connect and when you meditate you will find that your resolve to go after anything becomes stronger and stronger your confidence your courage your belief in yourself all these tend to become stronger and stronger goal setting is a very vast topic what i have done in this uh, short session of about 35 minutes is to share the importance of goal i'm just summarizing so that we get the points and i've shared the importance of the power of the subconscious mind when you set a goal and how it connects back to what we actually set as a goal and how subconscious mind comes as a major uh, uh, support for us to achieve how by allowing our imagination to work how by consistently believing in the goal that we have by avoiding the people who are around us who are uh, carrying a lot of negatives to stop us from achieving 
how we actually go about reaching higher levels of uh, goal setting. And I gave the example of Bill Gates and several other uh, people have succeeded in life, both on the material and on the spiritual front, including scientists like Albert Einstein and all that. And then I shared the importance of uh, short-term, mid-term and long-term goals. And when it comes to personal, when it comes to goal setting, I told you the importance of having personal goals, which connect back to the professional and social goals. And then I shared the importance of uh, having ambitious and aspirational goals, where one becomes that of acquiring or quantitative goals, and the other becomes that of becoming, which are qualitative goals. Uh, any goal is not complete unless you have a very clear plan. That's what uh, we saw in the beginning through that person who was looking through the horizon to see a flag which was on the other end of the hill. These are some of the input that I've shared. Uh, let me park it here and if there are any good questions, I will uh, take it up uh, before we uh, move further. Over to you, Pata. Yes, we can. We can have a few few interactive questions and uh, or if you want to share your thoughts, please feel free before we get into a short session of meditation. Sorry, <clears throat> sorry, Partha. This is Zika on this side. I'm still Prakash. Hey. Uh, I have a, I have a question to be honest with you. It's been it's been luring in my mind since the beginning of this session. One. I got addicted to your teachings and mentorship, so I really, really appreciate the depth of, 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 of the, the, the approach. I, I am really amazed, seriously. So I really appreciate that. But my question is to do with, in case we allow imagination and allow the mind to wander, actually we don't allow the, the mind to wander except in subconsciousness. So this becomes a very complex, approach because you cannot find the bi-directional relationship between your consciousness and unconsciousness. So how you keep yourself in the present moment, setting those goals and then allow imagination to play its game. Okay, thanks for a lovely question. Actually, I can take about an hour to answer this question, but I'll keep it short. Uh, normally, imagination precedes uh, goal setting because we always, uh, when it comes to goal setting, we work on two levels. One, we work on based what is known as theory of constraints. The other is known as theory of possibilities. Depending upon your mindset, when we speak about theory of constraints, it's like you are assuming you're a businessman. So you have a capital of about $1 million with you. You have access to about uh, 20 people who are good at uh, programming, coding, running a project for you. And there is a defined market space that you want to get to and you want to keep your risks low, what would you do? You would look at these resources which are available and work within these resources and go after achieving a goal, no harm done. This is called a working based on theory of constraints or restrictions. The other is known as theory of possibilities. This is where great achievers move away from the rest of the flock. They look at what is possible. They don't look at what resources they currently have. They look at the possibility and then work backwards. Like what Stephen Covey said, begin with the end in mind. Because once you have the possibility in mind, you tend to work backwards to find what are the resources that are essential for me to achieve. Let me give you a reality check here. Normally, when we look at uh, even the agile uh, way of uh, handling projects, you would have uh, been exposed to the concept of surely, uh, you know, fast, uh, the 30-day model that they have, you know, fail fast uh, approach, as they call it. 
we always work any goal that you have in mind normally we before we move into execution we either succeed or fail in paper which means the goal that i have is the end point that i want to reach where i want to start i already know where i want to reach at least on paper i know what now stops you is is my imagination making me go crazy is it real is it possible for me to achieve or am i being stupid to imagine something that's not going to happen for example if you decide today that you want to land land in the sun and still be alive maybe today it's not possible we don't know they say that the surface temperature of the sun is about 10000 degrees centigrade and the reason why people have yet ventured into moving into sun is because they don't yet have a spaceship that can be made which will not melt when it reaches the core and also because there is nothing to land because sun is nothing but a mass of fireball so if you really look at a reality check what we do in real time life take a goal write down complete from beginning to end as to what uh, the beginning is what the end is and if you are able to achieve it on paper because when you write down on paper then you go through the reality check of what we call as planning and in planning you look at uh, contingency planning preventive planning and things like that are there any failures that i can foresee ahead can i stop these failures from happening or in case the failures will happen do i have a contingency plan if on paper i am not happy that this contingency i don't have an option or i will not be able to prevent this from happening better don't start so what we do is don't imagination be perturbed by what is likely to be what we know what we call as a reality check first put it down on paper see what happens on paper can you execute if you don't know by yourself whether you can make it achievable or not go and talk to somebody else who may be at a higher plane than you when it comes to thinking or planning or execution or whatever if on paper even if you look at many other multinational companies when they launch a product they do a demographical launch to look at a specific market then they they launch a product to do a test market likewise they do controlled explosion before they actually go for the full nuclear blast they go for a controlled launch they do simulations you never have an airplane uh, pilot flying out on day one a jumbo jet a a380 or something like that <clears throat> you would have done at least about 5 to 6000 of simulation in a flight simulator and then as a co pilot he has to fly about 10000 hours before he is finally given the handle of piloting an airplane so the same way when it comes to but nobody stops him from imagining that he's going to be the best pilot in the world but the airline is not going to give him the flight on hand on day one likewise though it might appear to be lunatic to start with allow your imagination to have a free flow chart it down and then do a reality check on paper in all probability before you move it to execution you would have found a way to know whether your imagination is right or wrong i hope in the brief time i have touched upon some answers to quench your thirst on this question thank you thank you any other questions uh, papa yes there is there is one uh, more question from ananta how goal setting is different from going with the flow you can go with the flow or go with the flow and somebody else set the goal <laughs> for example when you are rafting people who raft always know in river rafting that uh, going with the flow many times much 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 easier but i also don't rafting of course good support i am not a rafter for personally or professionally 
But I always found it extremely interesting when I was actually rafting against the water. And uh, many of the rafters I have known at least professionally when I gone to the Himachal Pradesh and uh, Uttarakhand, they have this uh, rafting. They always say that the fun is there because that's what actually gets the best out of us. It is against the grind. Without friction, there is no life. Automobiles cannot move, life cannot move, buildings cannot be built. We cannot even walk without friction. A bit more of uh, going against the flow is always essential. Even in a gym, on day one, if you can't lift a weight beyond what you are currently capable of lifting, you will start pushing it down before you actually move to the next level. So going with the flow is when the goal is already set, the motion is well set, you just get in and then start moving. Or create your own goal, create your own flow, either with uh, the river flow or against the flow. It depends on how strong your will is and how much your self-belief in yourself is. Are there any other questions? Done. A short uh, meditation session, and okay. maybe we can have another yeah. round of questions. Yeah, maybe you can stop, pause the recording now. We'll move to meditation.